88 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Knee, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. I've made it. Uh, yeah, we've Good evening, been. everyone. Welcome along to 98 Night Out here on Phoenix 98 FM. If you are listening live in the local Billericay and Brentwood areas, what a day! What a, what day. a day! And you saw a car going past you a little bit quickly. That might have been me. Sorry about that. <laughs> Ditto. Uh, but we got it here. We, we, we got here in the end. Uh, if you are joining us live on the internet, hello as well, or via your smart speaker. Does this really work? Smart speaker, you can stay in people. Yeah, yeah, I've done it at home. I've done it at home. Smart. So if I say Alexa, set the alarm for 5.45 a.m. Everyone now listening on sort of smart speakers is going to be really annoyed. Uh-huh. No, because they're already tuned into Phoenix ah, FM. Okay. That's why. But yes, and also the uh, the downloads, which are getting uh, very popular amongst a lot of you. I was just looking the other day at uh, the amount of people that are downloading this stuff. So uh, we are downloadable on all the usual venues, Apple, Spotify, all the rest of it. So if you aren't able to listen to us live, just go to those venues. And in fact, you can listen to not only this show, but all the old ones yep. as well. And if for any reason they do disappear, they are always on the Phoenix FM website. Exactly. And you can listen to them via that as well. PhoenixFM.com. Indeed. And we've got a studio guest this evening, haven't we? Yeah, no, no, he's no, it's not me. I'm still here. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi, Ian. He's got his shopping look. Shall we, um, no. Don't tell no. him he's logged in his I'm Facebook. not telling him he's logged into Facebook. It's okay. Oh, no. I'm not telling him at all. Uh, anyway, let's get on with it. Out, out. Log me out of Facebook, please. I might do. I might, that might be Monsieur nice. Monsieur Le Président is back. Uh, after it's his second appearance on the show, um, he was here a few months ago. It was, I think it was still summertime when he came on before. Uh, I think it was just um, beginning of the winter, really, when I came in uh, last. And it's uh, a pleasure again to be here today. Always good. You were good value last time, so it's a pleasure on our part to have you back to me. So, Dimitri Leclerc. Uh, president of uh, Herongay and Ingrave Cricket Club is with us in the and studio. It, it's part of what we are doing. Uh, we spoke to Paul Webb a couple of weeks ago from Brentwood. Over the next few weeks, we are focusing on local cricket clubs in the area about what they've been doing over the winter season. So coming up, we've also got representatives from Billericay Cricket yep. Club. Do you know Billerick- from Billerick- uh, well, Has yeah. you got anyone good turning One up? One or two of them. Yeah, well, well, I'll keep it as a secret surprise. Uh, Shenfield are coming Shenfield in, are coming and in also week. Hutton are coming in as well. Good. So if you are a local club and you want to come in and voice and say hello to us as well, hopefully we'll get someone in from Chelmsford. Get your name out there, yes. I think Chelmsford yeah, are coming in. Get, But, I mean, listen... If you are doing anything at any cricket club and you want to just publicise what you're doing, if you're looking for members, you're looking for volunteers, coaches, whatever, get in touch and we'll help you out. We'll get you in the studio and you can tell us what you're up to, what you're looking for, and we'll do our bit for you. So let's start with Dominic. What, what have you been up to over the, uh, over the winter and what's going on? Well, you know, like uh, playing cricket uh, is kind of winter is like the, the slow period, if you like. Uh, I think like most of us at Heron Gate have been hibernating. Uh, we're slowly coming out as the sun is coming out now. Uh, uh-huh. So it hasn't been raining uh, over the last few days, so the, the pitch are drying up a little bit, so which is good. So we uh, we haven't done much. We're going to start uh, indoor training with uh, with, with the kiddos, like um, potentially early early March to have like a good month and a half before like the the outdoor season starts. Uh, so that's what's uh, going to be coming up soon. Where, where do you do your indoor nets? Uh, <laughs> it's in discussion at the moment. Uh, we used to do them in uh, Brentwood Centre, um, on, on the, the big room in the Brentwood Centre, which is like uh, ideal for us. So we're probably going to try to do that again because most of the kids are from around Brentwood. So it's not a lot of travelling for the parents. Uh, it's usually two hours, um, under nine, under 11 together uh, for the first hours and then like the under 13, under 15 for, for the second hours. So... Uh, 
yeah, we, we're looking forward um, to, to, to do that again, uh, restart uh, slowly, uh, to be prepared for April, really, when the season starts for the kids. Us adults, uh, we're a bit lazier, uh, <laughs> so we just uh, meet a few times to have a few beers together, uh, but that's our training for like the cricket season ahead, uh, a few beers together. That's have you done anything at, uh, at the ground? I remember last year there was some work done on the clubhouse, you'd... Uh so uh, we we work every year to try to improve the clubhouse. Uh, this year, there's not going to be much work on it. A uh, few furnitures and stuff like that, but not a massive work. But we, we're looking uh, at some point maybe to uh, actually improve it because it's, uh, it's been going on for a fair while now, like uh, our clubhouse. So potentially at some point uh, in the next few years, we'll be looking at a new building. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, and yeah, so like we, we have a lot of things going on. Uh, we've been meeting a lot with the bureau as well, like uh, the committee to to like take decision of what events we're going to organize um you have a weekend a, fe a festival normally don't you yeah so that was uh i was about to uh, actually give the dates mm. so if everyone is uh, as a pen get your pens ready, ready. um so the beer festival uh is going on uh for the 11th year this year so it's going to be on i think we'll drag ourselves along brett just in the name <laughs> of might, uh, might be able to yeah so in the name of research be, yeah exactly <laughs> it's going to be on the Week, first weekend of July, so 3rd, 4th and 5th of July. Okay. Uh, there'll be cricket going on, kids cricket. We have the dads versus lads game oh, uh, on, the Saturday, uh, on the Saturday afternoon. We have music. Is Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Rob going to be uh, taking part again? Well, Mr. Rob Jopp is actually the captain of like the dad's team, so uh, <laughs> hopefully he's going to be on again. Joppy, we want you on the show. If you're listening, get on the show. Come and talk to us. <laughs> so hopefully he's going to be on uh, again because he's always a good laugh because he's, he's got his two top he, bloke. He's got his two kids playing against him, and they're obviously you you know how he is like dads with lads. The kids like uh, give it large. But then, like uh, the dads are like there to defend and not get getting out against their kids, so that, that's what we do, really. <laughs> yeah, that's good. At Billericay last year, there was a very interesting fixture because we've got quite a, a a large and vocal vet section, and our under 15 side did a really good double last year. They won the T20 Cup and they won their league oh, really? that they were in, um, and the vets challenged them to a game, and. Uh, I wish we'd had a video of it because it was the funniest thing you've ever seen. Mouthy yeah. old men, all of them older than, let's be kind, 60, but I think it's, they're all over 70. <laughs> uh, and they've all redefined the quick single. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you see Believe that. me, I redefined the quick single. <laughs> trust, trust me on this one. So, so remind it, was it July 3rd, 4th? 3rd, 4th and 5th of July. Uh, so we are having uh, a big tent with... Uh, a big selection of beers. Uh, last year we had uh, about 20 different kind of beers. We have also ciders. We have a gin tent as well uh, for Ooh, the okay. one who like uh, for the ones who like not too keen on the beer. Uh, the bar is open as well at the club. So if you like more into wine and stuff like that, we have that in the bar. And if you're into the soft drinks, we have the bar as well for that for the kids. So um, yeah, like uh, it is a big fundraiser for us. Uh, that's the main event for us to, to raise money for the club. Uh, so How important is that for the club for that to be a success as well? It is like uh, it is basically like uh, make it or break it kind of really. It's just like fantastic. We have like a, a fantastic team of volunteers. Um, it, without them, it wouldn't be possible to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, volunteers in every cricket club is 
basically the backbone of a cricket club. If people want to support this, um, obviously by going along and and uh, and taking part in the day, but um, are there opportunities for sponsorship still? Or uh, yeah, of course, yeah. So like, uh, basically, you you could like you could contact us on uh, our Facebook page uh, if you want to sponsor a little bit, like the the beer festival. Uh, you can sponsor a keg. Is that like. is that Herongate and Ingrave? Was it HICC on Facebook? If I'm looking for uh, it, it's a Herongate and Ingrave uh, official cricket page, I believe. Uh, okay. So Herongate and Ingrave cricket official page oh like uh, now I'm like uh, I'm losing it now <laughs> losing the plot now uh, <laughs> as I say we've been hibernating over the winter so like uh, kind of like losing well we'll, we'll put the details on the 98 not out uh, yes uh, please media. do so like if you want to sponsor beer you, you definitely can do, do so uh, but like what we like the best is for you to calm down and uh, having conversation with us and like yeah. uh, calm down there's music uh, you're usually pretty lucky with the weather for that weekend as well aren't you yeah I think uh, over the last five years uh, it's been a dry weekend uh, I think uh, last year we had a couple of like a uh, couple of like showers but that wasn't major uh, but yeah like weather wise we're always uh, good so I don't want to jinx it uh, this year so I'm touching wood here for this year to be good as well um, but yeah it's uh, it's a really important event for the club uh, so we, we do that and this year is a big year for us as well because it's the uh, 170th anniversary wow. of uh, Heron Gate Cricket Club congratulations so uh, we're hopefully going to try to organise uh, a little bit more events as well during the year uh, probably like uh, coming down on the Friday nights and stuff like that having a bit of music uh, there's also like obviously the football this uh this summer, um, you be able to come down the club and uh, yeah. probably uh, enjoy the, the, the Olympics. Oh, it's going to be overnight. This is Tokyo, the Olympics. Yeah, that, that's like that's a problem. But, but if you want to come overnight, yeah, you're yeah. open anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's a lovely place. To, I mean, if people don't know, it's a really lovely place to come and watch cricket. It's a really picturesque little ground. So just just remind people as well what what level of cricket are you playing this year? What where, where what leagues are you in? What divisions? So uh, in terms of men's cricket, uh, we are lucky enough to only play friendlies. Uh, we, we're not in the league and playing friendlies for the men's cricket is absolutely fantastic. Gives us the opportunity to get uh, the kids in the men's team. And uh, as you were mentioning, uh, Rob Jupp earlier, like uh, we have uh, his eldest uh, who's been playing in a team last year. And when He's a big boy, isn't he? Yeah. And when you tell them, like when you tell those like 15 years old boys, like uh, you are in the team uh, on Saturday, uh, your parents say you were available. Uh, basically, their eyes like, like yeah. and they're just like looking at you like going like, yes, I'm in. They're just pretending like they... <laughs> casually accepting and then you can see them going talk to their mates and like I'm actually yeah. in on uh, on Saturday so it's fantastic no, no. for them and then like uh, kids cricket we um, bit of both because we have like uh, are you doing the all stars no we don't okay. uh, we don't but we uh, we have uh one team under 15 who's uh, I believe like uh, division one in uh, mid Essex league uh, so it's pretty good level um, we have uh, under 13 and uh, under 11 we are also on the Tuesday night during the training, we have like the quick cricket for the kids. So Excellent. this year I was coaching kids who were like um, three, four years old, uh, starting cricket is absolutely fantastic. We are struggling a little bit with under nines. We're missing a few players. So if you are like, if you like under nine and uh, looking to play cricket yeah. uh, in a friendly <coughs> environment, uh, please come down. It's a good the, way to start, yeah. isn't it? If yeah. you're a youngster. And yeah. also for senior people who maybe don't want the aggravation of playing league cricket you're, you're, you're obviously a bit more like-minded towards them yeah and maybe it, enjoy the social aspects of the game yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's really like uh, for us like the social aspect of it is like the most important thing really uh you you don't want to 
play cricket all Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's a long game, cricket is it, it, uh, it, all afternoon. You have to be at the ground about 12 o'clock and you know that like uh, on the... On a good day, you'd be leaving about like six o'clock in the evening if like the wife calls you. Uh, most of the time, we're like leaving about <laughs> eleven at night, closing the bar. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a long day, uh, so doing it in a friendly environment is actually fantastic. There's obviously we are still competitive. Uh, we want to win, obviously, yeah. but um, as there's no the like, there's no pressure from the league and uh, the table. It just doesn't matter, really. You want to uh, enjoy it. As well. how, yeah. How do you do for volunteers and people helping out with coaching and uh, and all the rest of it? Uh, so, in, in terms of volunteers at the club, uh, we are um, we have a like a core group of like uh, 15, 20 people uh, helping the club uh, day in day out. Uh, if we have events, we just call them and they're always responding. Good. Most of the time, they're actually planning their summer holidays around uh, the cricket <laughs> yeah. uh, to make sure that it's not going to clash with an event at the club. Uh, in terms of coaching, um, I'm actually starting myself uh, my coaching uh, certificate. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so I'm going to be uh, able, hopefully this year, to be uh, coaching the kids, like uh, officially being called a coach. Uh, I've been coaching them a, a fair while, but like uh, now being officially called a coach will be uh, a different matter. Um, and yeah, so we, we're doing really well, uh, obviously, uh, in terms of volunteer. If you want to help, uh, it's, like, it's more than welcome. Yeah, uh, we you never can never have no. too much, can yeah, you? you? can never have too much, exactly. Uh, but like, we have a, a core team, as I say, of like 15, 20 people who are absolutely fantastic. Without them, the club wouldn't be there. And if people want to come and find physically where you are, it's on the A128 between Brentwood and the A127, very exactly. easy. Exactly, just past like the... the I don't know if I can say B- brand, the, but like the, it's the BP, BP garage. garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the BP garage that has a, a well-known brand called Marks and Spencer's in there, that one. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah, to find a third brand now, there, isn't it? There are, of course, other garages available yeah. along the route that may have other stores there. They, they don't sell uh, clothes. But they aren't food. next to Heron <laughs> in Grave Bringing Ground. Yeah, so uh, we, we're just there on, on the road. Uh, so you'll see us. It's a little white uh, hut at the bottom of a green. Uh, that's us, basically. And if you see lights... I'll uh, just come in. We'll be there. Right, let's get some music on. Uh, we're going to have a bit of bowling for soup. Listening to rap 
Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Knee, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. As you can see, was well prepared for the show today. Just picked out. I typed in bowl just to see what I could come up with. <laughs> <laughs> I might type in bat next, and what? what who knows what we're going to get after that? That was, of course, bowling for soup. Um, so let's move on to some news and what's been going mm. on in the cricket world. And uh, well, we might as well start with England, who have played their first one-day international since the World Cup final. Yeah. Um, and like the rugby team, they seem to be suffering a World Cup hangover. Yeah, I mean, um, if you watch the, the the rugby at the weekend and then saw the cricket, it's there's a similar pattern going on. Well, I will say that the, the rugby they were playing are probably a far more competitive match than the cricket team in terms of you yeah. know it's a Six Nations game. The cricket team. I've got to be honest One day internationals At the moment Are the third most Important well, that's, format That's the whole point There's a lot of um, media Noise about This England team uh, About who should be in Who should be out Why are certain players Rested But yeah. we are in a You know The World Cup In any sport it's Is always twenty World Cup year you know, yeah, so That's where the focus Is going to be uh, That being said uh, Owen Morgan said His team were way off the mark In their seven wicket defeat By South Africa A century from Captain Quinton de Kock And 98 from Temba Bavuma saw yeah. South Africa make light work of chasing down England's at 258. A slow pitch, um, early suggestions were that South African, they were early, not batting first, but England's top order never really got going. They struggled against it. Yeah. They started well. Started well. The, the, the openers passed 50. They yeah, looked in quick fire fashion as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Both got out. I mean, it's poor shot. The problem there is it, it's okay if one gets out, but when they're both getting out to what really are quite poor shots, um, you know, Jason Roy's was he got nowhere near a ball and he needed to just stop and play the ball down to long on. Instead he has this big hike and gets out. Bearstow, I'm not sure what shot he was playing, but he just chipped it to he mid-off. needs to have you know And he, he looked really good before that. He did. Um yeah. but yeah, it was just it was it was poor batting, um, really. And 131 for six, it was only Joe Denny's 87. Uh, I think it was helped a bit by Sam Curran, wasn't he? Yes, that's and, right. Not Sam Curran, Chris Wokes. Um, Wokes, yeah, exactly. Who batted really well. But again, they both got out to sort of poorish shots when it battered. And uh, It's a bit funny, isn't it? Because Joe Denley seems to be the name on everyone's lips that, uh, you know, if we're thinking of the future, we don't need Joe Denley as part of it. But he was the one, as you say, that rescued the innings for England the other day but I just think it's an experimental team it's after the World Cup they're kind of looking to where that team goes from now but you know you wind the clock back 12 months with the ODR the 50 over World Cup bearing down that was given focus so really 
what the England team will be doing and probably what most of the other teams will be doing is concentrating much more on T20 uh, and it's in Australia in is it October November if we're thinking November about, time yeah it is, it's the T20 World Cup I mean I can understand England they're going to experiment at this stage it's, yeah. it's one day international it's the third most important thing that's fine Joe Denley has only got a white ball contract. I don't quite understand this. That's strange. Um, why has he only got a white ball contract? Why not a red ball contract as well? Um, there you go. With white Tom Banton coming in, I like that. Yeah. However, why, well. is, why is he batting at six? Um, I, I don't get why he's batting at six at all. It's um, it's just pointless. He, he, he bats at six if you're if he's coming in at 250 odd for four towards the end he's great at it's six a bit like the test it. team really isn't it with Ollie Pope down at six surely you've got to get him up early three and make him a bit more effective um, I think England just misread the pitch as well they've got the other spinners there they just didn't think it was going to turn as much as it did mm. um, Parkinson I think he's going to need to learn how to bowl at this level he probably needs to bowl it's a, a step little bit up quicker. but you only learn by you know being in these positions yeah but I think he needs to bowl a little quicker doesn't he he's, mm. he's a little um, he's a little slow with his action he can be easily picked up and picked off what do we think um, about Moeen and uh, Adil Rashid being left out of that side well I think you know I mean again I can see why they've done it they've given people games mm-hmm. they want they want to get people they want to get a bit of experience in people that's absolutely fine I've got no problem with it but just say it just say it is just say look you know we know we've got some experienced players here what we're doing is giving a few other people a chance it's one day cricket it's the third most important format on our list at the moment we've only just done a World Cup we've got a T20 World Cup the test is where we're going to focus on for the next couple of years so we're just going to play around with the one day squad for a couple of years use it to give more and more youngsters a bit more experience and then we'll review it in a couple of years time this, I, this if they come out and said that would anyone have any, any problem with no it was like playing? anything you just need a bit of communication but I'm looking forward to the English summer and it's a very confused if you're looking at particularly where the national team are aiming now we agree that the World Cup the T20 World Cup at the end of the year is kind of the direction where they should be going but it's a very confused summer with the 100 with uh, test sides coming over and playing while the Royal London's going on you've got the county championship in there somewhere the T20 blast which seems to have been it's, kind of sidelined it's or a forgotten. very very compact summer this year isn't it mm. you've got the I think it's seven rounds of first class games followed by the T20 followed by the 100 all whilst international cricket's going on followed by the whilst the 100's going on there's also the 50 over competition yeah. going on and then you go into this end of season another five or seven games depending where you are and who you're playing and it's an extended end it of season this finishes, year. finishes, I think, on the 30th of September. That's right, that's right. You know, um, it is... You, Which is fine if it's going to be a yeah. fantastic summer, but if it's... A you know, he's always... You, you, English summers are English summers, aren't they? <laughs> You're gonna, it, some, sometimes it's going to go well for you, other times it isn't. Um, it will be an interesting... What's going to happen? I mean, obviously, we'll touch a bit later on on Colpac because that's going to make a difference yes, we'll as well. Yes, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but that will do its, ho- its own feature. Yeah. Uh, so rounding up a few more of the results. Last Friday saw Sri Lanka comfortably black out the final day to secure as draw vs Zimbabwe. I only lost three wickets on the final day, which I think would be a bit disappointing for Zimbabwe. Yeah. But well done to Sri Lanka. It was, a, it, was a, it was a keen series. It was only that, I think, Zimbabwe collapsing on the last day 
in the first test that, that saw them lose and vice versa they couldn't quite yeah and I think Sri Lanka needed a bit of a shot in the arm after recent performances and uh, a bit of a kind of upheaval that's going on within the ranks there so that will please them um, last Friday saw the fourth T20 international between New Zealand and India uh, yet another super over loss back to back super over losses wasn't it I think that's seven super over losses now on the trot for unbelievable. New Zealand unbelievable I mean yeah you know to, to quote the old cliche about London buses you know you don't see a super over for years yeah. and then all of a sudden all you've got to do is book New Zealand and, uh, and along they come um, so anyway India won that game the fifth uh, T20 in this series and they've basically wiped the floor with New Zealand it's 5-0 to them yeah um, they look good for the T20 World Cup they've used it for exactly what it is yeah um, it will be a good World Cup um, although New Zealand did get some revenge by winning the first ODI in a high scoring game India uh, 347 for four uh, but still, India, uh, New Zealand chased that down, and they beat India by four wickets. A couple of overs to spare as well. Ross Taylor got a really good 100. Yeah. Side note, though, is that India have been fined in the last three games for slow over rates. So mm. a, bit, uh, a bit naughty. They haven't been fined for something like five years on it. Mm. Mm. Three games on the top. 20%, 40%, and now 80% of their match fee. Um Chris Broad is the match referee in this series. And, Stuart's uh, dad. Yeah, and uh, he's he certainly come down on it. They are coming down on it. We discussed this. They are coming down on it harder. And uh, they keep going, the Indians. I think they'll be paying to play the next <laughs> couple of one-day games, won't they? The they can afford it, those Indian well, boys. They can afford it. You know, it, it still, it, it does... Um, it, it does sort of say something, and uh, it, it, it probably a warning to all the, the sides now. So quite right, quite right. Yeah. You know, the paying public, this is still an entertainment business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anything like that needs to be kind of Over stamped out. have got to change. Saturday saw the England Lions take on a cricket Australia 11. Uh, England won by six wickets with an unbeaten century from Sam Hayne and 50 not out from Dan Lawrence. Dan DeLion. Dan DeLion, yeah. And the second game, uh, Cricket Australia dismissed for 179. Dan DeLion again. <laughs> four for 28 off of his 10 overs. Going the well, Lions the boy. won by four wickets. The third game was abandoned on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's that's really and that 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 Lions side is probably worth watching and following because yeah. there are some clear pointers to uh, England's near term future there. So, um, so, so uh, Sunday on. saw wins for Australia women and New Zealand women uh, against India and South Africa respectively. New Zealand one was particularly impressive, chasing down 116 off 12.2 overs to win by nine <laughs> wickets. Some good going. Uh, and then Monday saw the England under 19s win the plate final at the under 19s World Cup. Uh, where they, I think they beat Sri Lanka or Zimbabwe, was it about 152? Sri Lanka, wasn't it? Sri Lanka, yeah. 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 Um, it's scant consolation, really, for being knocked out early. They, they celebrated the win, and I've got to be honest. I, I, yeah. I mean, I know it's good that it's experience, it's match tournament, yada, yada, yada. But to, they want to be to, doing better to get there, we beat Nigeria whilst going out in the group stages, lost to West Indies and Australia. We then beat Japan. And Zimbabwe. There are some some interesting teams at this. You know, um, it really considering they'd also used the previous Under Nineteen World Cup to blood the youngsters to make a big effort to win this one. It's rather backfired spectacularly Mm. on England. Um, The finals on Saturday. um, The second semi final was today, I believe. Um, I think it was on Tuesday we saw the first semi final, which I think uh, I'll need to check this. It was India beat Pakistan. 
on yep. Tuesday. New Zealand are taking on Bangladesh. Uh, New Zealand were 211 for eight. Bangladesh, 215 for four. And Bangladesh are going through to the final. So Saturday's final, um, probably worth a watch, actually. Yeah, because, and and I, I tipped Bangladesh at the start of this. Uh, having seen them play um, over here, funny enough, at Billericay last uh, last mm-hmm. summer, uh, there was a tri-nation between India, England, and Bangladesh. Bangladesh looked very good, and here they are in the final of the uh, of the World Cup. So uh, Saturday, um, I think that's been shown on Sky. Sky Sports Mix, I think, was the last time I picked it up, but. Uh, Follow our Facebook page. Those of you regular to that will know that we have been updating on fixtures and results there. So uh, I will put on there where you can watch the cricket this weekend, but uh, definitely one to look yeah. at. Yeah, uh, and if you are into your cricket and the BBL is now reaching the end of um, end of its tournament, uh, in ever confusing BBL with the same as IPL in a sense. So there was the qualifier as to who went straight through to the final between the Sydney Sixers and the Melbourne Stars. Um, the Sixers won that one. They got 142 for seven. Melbourne Stars all out for 99, which meant they went into the semi-finals or... They, 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 yeah, they, they moved into Good a God. semi-final. Then they had the, the knockout one where the uh, Adelaide Strikers played... Um, the sorry, the Sydney Thunder played the Adelaide Strikers. Sydney Thunder winning that one. Through, uh, yeah. They went through. They played today against the Melbourne Stars, who then had another chance to qualify for the final. Melbourne Stars posted one ninety four for two, highest instance in BBL cricket of two players getting the same score. Both got eighty three, um, which was I think Max was it Stonis and. Um, had a good Stonis Stonis, and Larkin both got 83. Stonis, yeah, has been the highest ever runs in BBL. So I've got a question here, and I'm going to throw so the this The final out. is the oh, Sydney sorry, Sixers v. the Melbourne Stars uh, this Saturday, and that they've actually um, now give it a reserve day as well because the weather looks so oh, terrible yeah, in Australia. It's grim yeah. down there. Well, I mean, the it's fact just is, non-stop they, I think the those. fact is they started in the spring, they've gone through the whole summer of the tournament, and now they're getting into their yeah, winter, right. aren't they? Seems that's to have right. gone on forever. But I'm going to throw this out there to everyone listening, and, and um, I'll probably put this on Facebook. So, so I've got this view on T20. So, T20 as a format, okay, brilliant. And these games, when you sit and watch a T20 game, it's great. It's sixes, it's flashing bales, it's excitement, it's razzmatazz, fireworks, all the rest of it. Fantastic, and it brings the people in. But are these tournaments too complicated, too long? The IPL, when it starts uh, in April, is 57 days well, start to finish. <laughs> when did the Big Bash League start? Well, I know, I think it two years ago. It started on the 17th of December. It I mean, started last year. <laughs> it's, you know, it's literally gone on Can't we, you know, this is a really good winning... Months. Yeah, this is a good winning format. This is my view, right? Argue with me if you want. Get in touch. But... This got, these make the tournaments like the matches. Mm. Let's have them short, sharp, meaningful. I think that's gonna that's, they're gonna have to look at that going forward and mm-hmm. find ways of bringing those down a little bit. Like dare say at the hundred where it's over a four week period. Yeah, I yeah, think there's one thing they've got right. I think. I think yeah. I think that's the thing they're gonna have to get right is that maybe shorter tournament. It's the big bash and the IPL seem to be the two bigger problems of it. Yeah. So listen, get involved. What do you think? T20 tournaments should they be short like the games or are they fine as they are we'll see and you can you can chip in about the 100 as well if you want we why not mind. indeed why not indeed right let's get a bit more music on oh yeah
98 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Neen, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. I was a bit loose with the bat there. <laughs> <laughs> My missus will be headbanging around the kitchen. She loves Ozzy Osbourne. A bit of Black Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a great record. I, I can remember being in my mate's yeah. Capri with that on very loud. and Always a good one, that. Yeah, it is good. Very so, the other big news this week, and we just touched on it earlier, is emerged that it now seems likely that Colpack players will no longer be allowed in the county championship after this summer due to Britain's withdrawal from the EU. Um, although I know it's still not confirmed... Um, as negotiations are still going on removement of people uh, there is also the the Cotonou agreement which allows citizens from 78 African Caribbean and Pacific countries to work in the UK that also expires this month as well mm. it does seem likely now that uh, counties are going to revert back to two overseas players. Yeah, I think that's the easiest way out of this, isn't it? Yeah, the ECB have advised counties that it's likely all Colpac contracts will expire after this summer, or they've rather told them they will expire without really waiting for the <laughs> what's going to finally happen. Um, there's currently 17 Colpac players, um, or oh, 17 Colpac contracts. Well, no, that, <laughs> that, that, that is it. I mean, obviously, Simon Harmer, Vernon Philander, Fafnir yeah. to name but a few. Yeah. Uh, we talked more, about that last more, week, didn't we? That where would the South African side be if uh, all these guys were still? Uh, well, look at it another way. They, they suddenly become available for exactly, South Africa again. A right. lot of them. That's right. What will South Af- South African cricket do? They, 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 there's a real opportunity here mm. for South African cricket to build a few bridges, to sort themselves out, to maybe go back to look. We're going to select our best team, mm-hmm. whatever colour the players are. We're going to select our best team. If they That's are our best players, yeah. they are going to play, uh, and then go with your best team. Maybe who knows? You might become good at cricket again. Yeah, um, yeah. you know. I mean, South Africa that. is the country that this affects most. So yeah, Simon Harmer. You know, a hit, a, you know, without being he's the other side of thirty. He's, he's turned thirty now. Mm-hmm. You know, he suddenly got a potential five, six years of mm-hmm. Test cricket ahead of him. The way he bowls, the way he plays. If he stays fit. There's no reason why he can't go playing on till 38, 40. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he's very economical action. He's a physically, he's a very fit, strong guy. Mm. You know, suddenly there is a, a real massive future for him. I mean, it might actually hurt Essex in terms of overseas, and there'll be questions there what counties are going to do. But, you know, fair play to him. If they can earn their money playing international cricket, that's what they should be doing. I'd like opinion. to take this opportunity to wish Darren Lehman... Um, uh, he's about to undergo um, heart bypass surgery only at the tender age of 50 um, he was taken ill while watching his son play against the England Lions and uh, he's, uh, he's he's got to have this big operation it's on actually Saturday. on Wednesday wasn't it where he said yeah. his son didn't play so his operation yeah. is on Sunday I just heard um, oh was it Sunday yeah, yeah. A, okay. another well known national uh, talk station that has bought in their title <laughs> uh, Darren Goff was on there and he, he said he'd spoke to him and he sort of confirmed that you know, it's it's been a warning, and hopefully, it'll, uh, he will get a chance to uh, get himself better. Yeah, let's uh, let's. I mean, whatever you think of him and his Australians or whatever else, he's a, he's a real character. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a few times, and uh, uh, a real force of nature, a, a real uh, Tasmanian devil, if you like. So, all Indeed. the best, Darren, and uh, uh, Buff. We hope you get well soon. So the West Indies have announced their squad for the ODI tour of Sri Lanka, which is coming up. Um, interestingly, there's no place for Evan Lewis or Shimron Hetmeyer. Both of them have failed uh, fitness tests, which is quite unusual in this day and age. Do you think cricketers looking after themselves? I a never passed bit? a fitness test, me. <laughs> <laughs> a fitness test, yeah. <laughs> well, I passed a blood test last week. So, um, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure I've done that either. 
But what that does mean is that Darren Bravo earns a recall. Um, he's had a really impressive domestic season in 50-over cricket. Um, so congratulations to him. And uh, that will be an interesting tour, I think, um, with Sri Lanka, you know, on the back of their success down in Zimbabwe. Uh, and the Windies, well, let's see what Windies, what version of the Windies turn up. But uh, uh, I think definitely one to watch. Um, um, Yorkshire's T20 captain Stephen Patterson has announced he'll no longer play for T20 so they're looking for a new captain mm. for T20 cricket um, got a few good candidates in the camp there no doubt uh, but in better news for the county looks Joe Root will likely play five county championship games for them if selected as you said you know those Yorkshire they're very you know <laughs> Hey up, lad. Got, <laughs> he did, got, got he, some runs in twos first before you can expect <laughs> to play for our ones, aren't you? I don't care who your brother yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> a bit like that, mate. No, I think obviously he'll... Um, he did a couple of years ago. He played... Like, I saw him at Essex. Yeah, um, I think it's one of those ones where obviously the England players, they do tend to sometimes lack a bit of red ball cricket early part of the summer. So it should, it should do them some good. Mm, absolutely. Um, so Tom Banton, who we were talking about earlier on, uh, he's signed for two more years with Brisbane uh, in the Big Bash League. Unusual for um, overseas to get sort of contracts right. like that. So that's right. does show how highly rated he is. Yeah, I think he will be um, steadily becoming uh, a much more impressive player uh, in an England shirt. Um, Sussex's Ollie Robinson and Warwick's Will Rhodes have both extended their co- their county contracts as well. So. Uh, there's a bit of, uh, of, of business going on around the counties as the season starts to bear down on us with everyone back in pre-season training. Uh, and some good news from Northants who have made another profit um, and intend to be debt-free after this season. That's yeah, good news. £474,000 profit in the last year. And this is a club that has historically struggled massively. They needed a million-pound loan from the local council that they've now virtually paid back. Um, to survive and they've cut their cloth accordingly they're using the ground accordingly uh, not dissimilar in size if you like to Essex yeah, similar. Mm-hmm. stuff like that they've just come up as well so um, uh, it, that, it, it's good news it does show that you know you don't need to be a test ground to survive another unfashionable county who've also down the years been pretty good at T20 yep they've always been fairly competitive in T20 yeah. so good to see good to see indeed now you, you've picked up on something this week yeah that's you? right um Flicking through Wisden, I'm, I found quite an interesting article, um, which I thought I'd share with everyone. Uh, it was Wisden's predictions, and Dimmy, um, be very interested to hear your thoughts on this. So, this is Wisden's predictions for the state of club cricket by the year 2030, so 10 years' time, where we're going to be. Their predictions are, and I'll read them out and we'll talk about them um, when I've done that. More club mergers, more ground shares, more partnerships, and lower-level player loans rise of the super club in urban environments an increase in shorter formats and flexible start times the evolution of smaller more localized leagues as smaller clubs leave large league systems which could help revive revive friendly or wandering cricket which we talked about a minute ago with uh, with with herringate a rise in female participation before flattening off fewer overseas league players due to home office restrictions League cricket will be exclusively overs-based, which is interesting. And uh, finally, growing challenges for non-asset-owning clubs with grounds at a premium. So, what do we think? 
I well, think a lot of information to take on, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the club mergers, uh, uh, Herringate and Ingrave will yep. probably. Um, uh, I think, like, yeah, back in <laughs> back in the days, uh, yeah, potentially, uh, two different clubs merged together. Um, it's difficult to, to to pronounce on that because um, I think the more you merge, uh, you're losing a bit of tradition. Uh, you're losing a bit of like old identity. Club, uh, yeah. Identity. Uh, but sometime for club survival, uh, you don't have a choice. Uh, you, you have to merge uh, because you don't have enough players, because you have a ground that is not used enough, uh, and, and so like So you have to do so. But it, I reckon it is. <laughs> we'll see in ten years' time. But um, I think at Herongate we we've had uh, s- several conversations with clubs around uh, about um, merging. We don't see it happening at the moment. Uh, we like to keep our identity, uh, our way of doing things, uh, which is important as well. Uh, and we're fully aware that we are village crickets. We're not going to be competing in leagues. Uh, we're fully aware of that. We're here for the friendlies. Uh, as you mentioned, like the big uh, clubs in, in big town, um, I think uh, when you look at Brentwood, uh, we've I think it's like six or seven different clubs uh, yeah. within a, a five-mile radius. Um, that might happen, uh, having like a big club in a big town. I, I could easily see someone like Brentwood and Shenfield merging over the... I mean, not, I'm not saying it would happen. But, but it's a possibility. You, you could see yeah. something like that. But I can see, you know, a bit of what they say, I can see there being a regional tournament in Essex with the best big clubs, the big mm-hmm. urban super clubs, if you like, i.e., as we kind of see at the moment... Like wants to. Yeah. The, the Wanstead, you know, the Ilford, you got yep. the Brentwood, the Chelmsford, the, the Colchester, you, you sort of see the big hubs. And then below that, much more regional divisions in terms of what's in there. And perhaps maybe not necessarily um, mergers, but affiliations. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Herringate and Ingrave might become affiliated to Billericay Cricket Club, yeah. where your better youngsters who come through can go on to play easier for Billericay. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have more of a guide path. I think I could see that happening a bit. Talking of Billericay, um, and on that point of uh, more female participation, I think that's that's clear right across um, the game at the moment. Uh, and and Billericay having a big push this year. We'll get uh, some of the guys in that are driving this to talk on the show about it. But um, I've just read, just as we came on air, that they've now got their own Twitter handle so uh, please give it a follow uh, and especially if you are in the Billerick area and wanting your, your daughter or if you're a female yourself to want to get involved with with girls cricket and ladies cricket um at Billericay girls is where you've got to go but um as i say we'll have someone in from Billericay to talk more about that in detail but there is definitely um a march now on women's cricket girls cricket and i think where what's what is good is where they can at the bigger clubs they are realizing that female participation is key and they are gearing up for it better more and, and sort of changing rooms where they can do them you know there are we, we talked with um graham Pryke about mm-hmm. you know one of the big things is that additional changing room for female cricketers and um, do you see more mixed cricket do you see more you know at, at your level perhaps yeah even at league level you do see some of the uh the, the better female players playing league cricket, don't you? Yeah, mm. and as I was saying earlier, we, we have like the quick cricket for like uh, under seven years old, and we have like uh, girls playing, like yeah. coming in and playing, and we have actually in the quick cricket, uh, we probably have more girls and boys, well, uh, and it's really good to see. Girls, so they play mixed football up until the age of twelve now. Well, I think so I was just going to say, just up until the age of twelve, um, 
physically, girls are a match for boys. I think they sort of develop and they get stronger at a mm-hmm. younger age. Uh, it's only 12 onwards that maybe that balance shifts a little bit. But well, I think in cricket, it's not really a problem because it's such a technical sport that like the, 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 the girls are actually really good at retaining and listening uh, and <laughs> yeah. getting the information That's and true. so like technically they are actually really good really capable we all know playing. boys don't listen <laughs> <laughs> trust me i've got a couple of them <laughs> <laughs> so so moving so developing that theme so another thing that i picked up um, in the cricketer um was barry hearn um talking about grassroots cricket now barry's a uh, I put this on our Facebook page and there were one or two comments about, you know, God, I hope he doesn't get involved. But you've got to look at people like Barry Hearn uh, and what he's done to, spot, you know, snooker, darts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but mean, <laughs> Barry Hearn, in fact, people may even know he's a massive supporter of cricket. He loves cricket. Yeah. He, he, he supported his local side. He really is. He's a massive supporter of cricket. Having Barry Hearn involved in cricket would not be a bad thing, no. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The, the article's really good. It's on the Facebook page, so so click on it and read the whole thing. But there's a few highlights that I picked out. So uh, he says, the numbers are in free fall. Kids today won't spend the time. We're not doing enough. Barriers need to be removed. Every leisure centre should have a cricket section. So he's talking about kids just turning up to have a game of cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, and... and uh, the barriers that he's talking about is that it's still too much entrenched in the private schools, um, clubs where you have to come through. That you know you've got to be a member, you've got to do all this, that, and the other, yada yada, uh, and and kind of with almost discouraging, uh, probably not intentionally, but we want to get kids that just want to come up and and, and have a go. Um, and he says that I have no doubt that there are people that were born to play cricket that are not because they just don't have the opportunity. He also said some interesting things about the 100, uh, which he says, I'm, uh, I'm always a supporter of innovation. And uh, he mentioned that when the T20 or the 2020, uh, as it was called at the time, when that came along, it was a good thing and it, it provided a shot in the arm and it, it confounded people that said, this isn't cricket. And it was just a new thing. Um, but he's not quite so... Uh, optimistic about the future of the 100. He thinks it will arrive in a fanfare. The first year or two it will be followed but he thinks after about two or three years it will dwindle off because um, the format, the, he doesn't understand why they, and it's kind of like the view that we probably hold here, that there wasn't any need to reinvent the wheel with this, uh, you know um, a, 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 a stronger steroided uh, T20 blast would have probably done the same thing, and if you struck the same commercial deals, but uh, it's very interesting, and as, uh, as Brett says, Barry Hearn is nuts about cricket if you ever get the chance to ever meet him or get him on the subject you'll just sit there and he'll go on and on and on mm-hmm. uh, and i've been there at a dinner table once where he he went on and uh, and started talking about his love for the game and um, and and his his playing of the game as well he's not just known for the obvious things like snooker darts and uh, uh, late and orient uh, which our boys are coming on in a bit so i'm trying to get barry to come on the show at some point um, and try and develop some of the themes that uh, he's talking about. So uh, I'll keep you posted on that. But uh, in the meantime, read that article and um, have a look at Greg because it, I think it's a big talking point and it's a real uh, issue. Not what Barry's saying, but that wisdom article, and as, as Dimitri's saying, that at grassroots level, whether it's playing friendly cricket, wanderers cricket, what in, in the old days it used to be called, 
getting people to come along and enjoy picking up a bat and ball for the first time and if you want to play as brett says intensive competitive cricket these super clubs or let's let's i think this is what, what we'll see we'll see these ones that want to really take it seriously where maybe the counties and others will start looking for future talent they can go to those and there will be it's gonna it's not pleasant but i think there will through necessity have to be a merger um because no one wants to see clubs folding no one wants to see um people just giving up because they can't do it so lots and lots there to think about and talk about so get involved and again uh, facebook twitter whatever uh, and email us uh, radio at phoenixfm.com that's a new one that you can uh, Indeed. Now, I did pick on this last week, and I sort of did urge people to watch. It was Death of a Gentleman. Oh, yeah, good Got film. a few minutes this week. Um, I touched on it. Uh, suggested people that watch it. Now, if you've not seen it yet, um, it was made by two cricket journalists, Sam Collins and Jared Kimber. And it was originally, it was looking at whether Test cricket could survive against T20s and the way cricket was going. Um, what it turns into is into a fascinating documentary as to how the big three of the BCCI, the ECB and Cricket Australia attempt to take over cricket and split the profits more in their favour. Um, it really was a, a fascinating insight into what goes on to top-level administration of the game, and it certainly didn't paint the three balls in a particularly good light <laughs> at all. Um, as they kind of got their way with it, and they now kind of control cricket between the three of them, and it is them three, and then everyone else is at a different level to them in terms of income and what goes on. Um, there's some of the biggest administrators in the sport were in, interviewed. Uh, Giles Clark, um, who's now, I think, the president of the ECB, uh, he came across as particularly spiky when pushed on certain things. Um, the Indians, yeah. Indians, I think, refused. There was a couple of interviews with ex-Indians and stuff like that. It got blown open. That their case was, it was going nowhere until um, one of the EC, one of the ICC uh, people who had been involved in it, or one of the compliance guys, actually then went on record to say this is what's happening. Uh, it, it's obviously a few years old. It's five years old now, but do have a look at it. Um, I know things are trying to change a bit the way they are trying to change it again now, but it really is a fascinating watch, and I urge any cricket fan who's uh, not yet seen it. It's on Amazon. Um, if you've got Amazon Prime, it's free. It, it really is worth There's worth some good seeing, stuff yeah. on Amazon. I see The, the Edge yep, um, a great is film. up for uh, some award or something, yeah. isn't it? Well, this um, one's Sports Documentary of the Year, Death of a Gentleman, yeah. a few years back. So. And there's the Aussie one, again, on Amazon that's coming up. Um, is it The Test? Is yeah, they've got The Test. They've also got mm-hmm. the Kerry Packer one. They've, they've done one on the Kerry Packer oh, series, wow. which that is also... Really good on there as well. They, they 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 do put some good sports documentaries together, Amazon. Mm. It really, they really do. We are again running out of time, guys. Oh, what God. can I say? It just flies, doesn't it? It did tonight anyway for me. We might have needed a helicopter to get it. Dimitri, thanks for joining <laughs> what a us great guest, again. Dimitri, thank you yeah, for coming in. It's well, always lovely to have you, and uh, no doubt we'll get you back soon. Um, Darren, what can we say? We are just about done for time. Uh, to everyone out there, thanks for listening. Uh, we do remind you: play straight, play great. We're back next Thursday night, six o'clock. 98 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Neen, proud supporters of cricket in Essex.